0: You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. You know what they say, the stars at night are big and bright, <laughs> unless you live in a city like me, and then you got a big problem with light pollution. It's Monday night, it's 10 p.m. Eastern, at 7 p.m. Pacific, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, so it must be time for Mission Log Live. I'm John Champion.
1: I am Charlene Schmidt. I also have the light pollution problem because I'm not too far from where you are, dang it.
0: Don't we all? It's really, you got to drive far, far, far away. Yeah. Way far mm-hmm. away.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Tonight, we are talking about the season three finale of Lower Decks. Ah!
2: Uh-huh. So
1: excited. Love this episode. It's episode 10 The Stars at Night. And that means it's time for you to give us a call to join in this conversation. It is bound to be a good time. Here's how you do this you click on the Zoom meeting link, or you use the one tap from your smartphone, or you can call us 669 900 6833. Enter the meeting code. And our esteemed Earl of the Green Room will let you in to chat with us tonight about what is happening. With the crew of the Ridos.
0: Hey, and speaking of our crew, great to see you, Shar. Last minute change here on this show and another show we'll talk about here in a moment. Uh, Ashley, a bit under the weather. We wish her well. And, you know, you've just been such a champion, if I may use that Ah, word. I Uh, see what you did there. See, yeah, uh, stepping in and really being a part of the team. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Greatly appreciate being here kind of at the last minute.
1: Thanks for having me be a part of it all. I'm honored and it's always a pleasure.
0: You are quite welcome. And speaking of other people who are a part of it all, we are nothing without our audience. And right away, I see some great friends, some lovely faces out there. Scott Palm. How you doing, my friend? There is Paul Harvath. Probably another Paul in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, there he is. There's Paul Wright, right there. All There's right. There's Heather, speaking a part of the Mission Log family. Heather Ray, yeah, welcome. Hi. There is uh, John Cooley. Cooley. And uh, Cooley, giving a, a note here to everybody, please vote. Just just please vote. You can do Good it. Good call. Everybody, vote. There you go. If
1: you're in the States, do the thing. Yeah, do the thing.
0: Do the thing. Dave Taylor, Chris Riker. We got Jane Storella. Nice to see you there. Let's see who else we got. Who else we got? Oh, we got Alan. Allen, who's coming out for a visit to LA not too long from now. Ooh. Can't wait to see you, sir. All uh, right. see here, We got uh, Dave, probably another Dave joining us at some point. Of course, there's BC <laughs> over there saying Alamoraine because that's what <laughs> Hi, he <Brian>. does. Hi, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> that's what he does. And shout outs to Earl there, of course, because you know that you want to be in the Earl Green Room. All right. It's true. Well, you do. You do. Let's That's
1: talk. where the party's really at.
0: It honestly. really is. Let's be I'm honest. I'm At the end of the show, when well, we get in there, and then Earl says to us, like, oh, there were 10 people we were hanging out having Hollywood squares. Yeah.
1: Right. And here we are. We're chatting. like We're fine. But yeah. the real party is in the Earl Green Room. It's in room. the
0: Earl Green Room. Yeah. Look, yeah. even if you're not joining the show, which you really should, you, you should. should probably just hit the Zoom link and chat with Earl for a minute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And you can do that. You can do do it.
0: You can click the link, do the thing, say hi. All right. (laughs) Uh, Before we get into the recap, very quickly, I want to tell you what is up this week in Mission Log Land. Well, this week on regular Mission Log on Thursday, we will drop our coverage of the Voyager episode Dreadnought. That is this Thursday. And you know, Dreadnought, that's when one talks to herself for an hour. Uh, Feel free, (laughs) as always, to send us your emails and comments to missionlog at roddenberry.com if you feel inclined to remark on, uh, you know, what we did or did not cover on the episode. Love to hear from you. Always uh, visit youtube.com slash entertainment. There's a lot happening up over there, so uh, make sure you subscribe, hit the thing, listen out for The Thing, watch The Thing. You'll hear it all there. Uh, We have many shows that actually premiere on YouTube as well, so like Mission Log The Orville, which is in hiatus right now, Mission Log Engage, which Norman and I do every few weeks, get out a daily episode there with your feedback and your comments, and guess what? You already know, Mission Log (laughs) Prodigy is back, of course. Now, as I tease at the top, since Ashley is under the weather, you have been kind enough to step in with Norm and record an episode with him coming up. Well, the one that drops uh, tomorrow, actually.
1: Right. Tomorrow's episode and then the following one, episode 13, coming up.
0: Yeah, excellent. So Let Sleeping Borg Lie, and then the next one, that will be out. And remember, that show drops on YouTube and the audio drop on the same day on Tuesday. So make sure, again, that you follow us, you like, subscribe. Share it with all your friends. Uh, there is a separate prodigy playlist. So hope you enjoy that. Follow us at Twitter at ML underscore prodigy. And remember all of our podcasts, all of our contact information, everything is at podcast.roddenberry.com. In fact, you know, just in case you didn't remember any of those. So go to podcast.rodenberry.com. Discussion. <laughs> that's there. where you get yeah, that's where you get everything. Get uh, everything. Yeah, exactly. Oh, see, Heather's playing along now, and she's she's saying second chap. So, you, you know, yeah. she's just following Brian's lead, and I don't know. I'm going to feel ganged up on here.
3: Oh, no.
2: <laughs> All
0: <laughs> right. So now we might have spoiled it at the top to say that you already love this episode of Lower Decks.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to show my hand right now and say that I love the way Lower Decks does season finales because they're always
0: good. They really are. Uh, I love it, too. I know that the people standing by right now, there's more room, though. So if you want to chime in, now's your chance to click on the thing. Um, I'm going to share the recap with you, and then we'll get to your comments. All right?
4: All right. Let's do this.
0: Star Trek Lower Decks Season 3, Episode 10, The Stars at Night. At Douglas Station, the Cerritos is being repaired after taking a pounding from the Breen. Uh, The other thing taking a pounding is overall morale, as the Texas-class ships have been celebrated for saving the poor California class. It's a win for Admiral Buenamigo and his pet AI project, and a slap in the face to Captain Freeman and anyone like her with the Cali class under their command. The rumors spread fast. In the Lower Decks, Boimler breaks the news to Tendy and Rutherford that their ship and others like it will be shuttered. Rutherford is actually pretty impressed with the AI code and the Texas-class ships and wants to give it further study. The three commiserate, interrupted by Shaxx, just as Boimler is doing an impression of the security officer. Ooh. Elsewhere in the galaxy, Mariner is off on an adventure with Petra, stealing an idol out of the hands of Ferengi grave robbers and escaping just in time by transporter back to Petra's ship. They'll take the idol back to a museum where it belongs, which then raises an uncomfortable question about who funds all their adventures. Petra brushes it off while Mariner gets the drinks. Back in space, Dock. Freeman gets an offer she can refuse when Buenamigo offers up command of the Texas class program, but that's what pushes her over the edge. She concocts a second contact showdown between the two ships, the Cerritos and the Alito to show that her crew can outperform any AI. The stakes are for all similar ships and the Cerritos crew scramble preparing to do their very best. Anticipation is high, and Shax's feelings are still hurt, but there, but the two are off. Cerritos takes the early lead, even with the Alito beaming down pre-made power plant components. At the next stop, the Cerritos loses the edge when Tendi double-checks for life signs on an uninhabited planet, the right protocol, which the Alito completely ignores. On the third stop, the Alito trounces the Cerritos by delivering supplies to a planet which is only phased into our reality for a short time. At Douglas Station, Admiral Buenamigo is victorious. Deflated, the Cerritos crew commiserate. Tendi did her job, upheld Starfleet's directive by making sure there was no life on the planet, something the Alito's A.I., didn't do. It's a major violation, and Freeman calls Buenamigo to confront him about it. Meanwhile, Rutherford has a breakthrough in studying the Alito's code. It's his, the secret project that the younger version of him was working on. It was all under the direction of Buenamigo. Caught, Buenamigo admits it all to Freeman. He was looking for a way to stay relevant and break through the stagnation of the Admiralty. Now to cover his tracks, he releases the Alito with independent control and orders it to attack the Cerritos. Unfortunately, some of Rutherford's rebellious code, the part that lives on in Badgie 2, made its way into the Alito. When Buenamigo Amigo gives the ship autonomy and gives it an order, the A.I. turns against him, first destroying the admiral in his office at the station, then turning its weapons on the rest of the station. It activates two more Texas-class ships, and they wreak havoc on Douglas Station, tearing it apart and killing many inside. The news reaches as far away as Mariner and Petra, While Petra has revealed that her funding comes from none other than Jean-Luc Picard himself, Mariner still feels the call to go help her ex-colleagues of Starfleet. She takes command, and the two set a course for Douglas Station. The battle takes on a new angle as the USS Vansitters swoops in for defense. She takes heavy damage and Freeman tries a new tactic to stall, alerting the Alito that Rutherford has the ability to delete its AI code. Uh, sure. And the three Texas ships take off in pursuit of the Cerritos away from the station. As the chase continues and as Cerritos takes more damage, the captain is running out of options. And at long last, Shacks get his chance, though. Gets his chance, though. They should eject the warp core. Use it as a mine to take out the drones. He does, and the Cerritos comes to a screeching halt. But on the way, it took out two of the Texas-class ships. But the Alito persists, unleashing a volley of weapons fire on the Cerritos, which will surely spell its doom. Until Mariner and Petra and their tiny shuttle show up, causing just a little diversion long enough to welcome the full fleet of California-class ships that Mariner had called along the way. They fire everything they've got toward the Alito, taking down the attacker once and for all. Reassembled at a badly damaged Douglas Station, the Cerritos gets a new warp core, and their crew gets their Mariner back. Tendy's performance has been rewarded with a new study buddy, Tolin. Shax and Boimler have made up, and at last, Mariner is back to Starfleet with an apology for her mom and even a request to be trained by Commander Ransom. All's well for the California-class ships, the heroes of the day, but elsewhere in the galaxy, in the Kala system, a tractor beam activates, dragging in random debris, and among it, a screen comes to life with the image of Badgie. The end. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm so glad that I read online. Somebody said, stay for the credits. stay for the credits.
1: Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, Otherwise you I, might miss it. I and
0: might have.
1: Very important. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you,
0: do you have any sort of early odds on guess? Because the college system is where the pack leads are. But we saw a very green tractor beam. Any speculation or is it just too early for you to even make a guess?
1: It is a little early. Yes. And I have a hard time believing Badgie going to want anything to do with the pack leads because he does not have time for that. So I'm not really sure where our expectations are going to be subverted yet.
0: Yeah. I guess we've got
1: a few months to figure it out. And that might be a good thing.
0: Yep. Good call. Good call. Well, <laughs> let's see what other folks are saying. Let's go over to Chris, who is our first caller tonight. Chris, hey. how are you,
3: friend? Hey, doing good. Glad to be back. Yeah, I mean, I will say if Lower Decks does one thing, it knows how to write a finale. I don't think they've had a bad <laughs> sure finale. Knows. They're They're three for three. They're batting a thousand. And this yeah. was just, it was fantastic. I loved it.
0: Indeed. Yeah. By the way, I'm glad to see that where you are, Douglas Station has been refurbished, <laughs> repaired. Everything looks so good. Nothing's on fire. So
3: yeah, that's right. We got all of the decorative ferns back in the hallway. Um, I know you were concerned <laughs> good, about that. Good. Good. Um, yes, we're, we're doing okay.
0: <laughs> can all I ask? Right. Can I ask the two of you? Did this episode have the highest body count yet
3: for lower decks?
1: Mm, it might have.
3: I think, okay. Yeah, I think so because. I don't know that a whole lot of people like died in the, the season one finale with the packwood battle. Yeah. And I mean, I still think I just think a couple of people died last week when the brain like blew up. I, th- I saw people getting sucked out, but yeah, like a whole station is easily far and away the biggest.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a lot, and it was a lot, of, a lot of Starfleet personnel and just, you know, you kept cutting back to these shots, things explode, there's fire, and then boom, they're sucked out into space or blown out into space, yeah. I should say. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, all you physicists listening, judging me. <laughs> um, uh, what else, Chris? What other uh, highlights or great moments or what stood out to you in this episode?
3: Yeah, um, it's funny, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, the What's this? Uh, but amigo, it's like, oh, he's a bad guy. I was like, oh, that's just like heel turn. And I watch it again. I thought more, and I'm like, no, actually, he's trying. They're trying. The writers are trying to make him a foil to Freeman because they're both. They sort of have this pride and their trip on the shoulder about mm-hmm. like not being as highly valued as they want to be. But Freeman, I think, does it for a love of her crew because she knows her crew can like strive and do better whereas when Amigo just wants the clout. So I was like, oh, okay, that was actually, that was kind of clever. All right, we'll give you that.
0: (laughs) I I like that they even called out in the episode, Freeman says, like, you're, she didn't use the word bad I I forget the exact line, but she basically calls him out. She's like, you're not one of those, (laughs) you know, (laughs) as if it's a known thing in this universe. You're not one of those. Yeah. In fact, Uh, he might
1: have made the bad look less bad. By how Perhaps. bad he was?
0: Yeah, yeah. That was some yeah. serious stuff. I do have
1: a question. Yeah. So he says that once you reach Admiral, things just really kind of hit this really competitive kind of stalemate and everybody's out. Well, why? What are, what are, the, what are the means to the end here? What is the goal here? Why? It, to be the worst yeah. Admiral? I don't understand.
0: <laughs> by doing something inherently destructive. Yeah, Just like the most yeah.
1: evil thing you can possibly think of, blowing up faces, ai destructive (laughs) ships i guess the stakes just keep getting higher and higher i don't know man i don't understand you guys
0: i mean first of all it it does seem like starfleet needs to revisit the whole admiral program like that's (laughs) uh, you know and there but for the grace of god goes kirk uh because when we caught him at the beginning of the motion picture he was like "No, no no i i can't be an admiral i need to be a captain on a spaceship that's why he
4: knew Yeah,
0: he knew. He he, he could foresee all of this coming. (laughs) Um, But And and very interesting, though, that uh, this is something that I like, that Lower Decks does well, that, again, not every Star Trek series seems to quite find the sweet spot, which is we introduced Buon Amigo a while back. We got to know him a little bit. And then yeah. I feel like there was some payoff to his turn and his demise, you know? Yeah.
1: Instead well, let's of just be honest. oh he's the one
0: guy tonight.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He did get what he deserved. He was destroyed by his own creation. That's fair.
0: Classic Star Trek form. Yes. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, The well, and you could also say two thousand one. I can't do that, Dave.
2: Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
1: Give me those thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. But also that is just one of the many really good payoffs in this episode. There is so much good stuff at work here, both in the short term and the long term.
0: Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Chris, any other thoughts tonight?
3: Yeah, I mean, just talking about payoffs. I mean, the for lack like, of the the end game portal scene of of the, all the Cali classes. I mean, that in itself is a payoff of here are all these yeah. people. Here's yeah. Mariners ex girlfriend on the Oakland. Here's uh, the Carlsbad from a couple weeks ago. Here's <laughs> what's his face the Bolian with his all Bolian ship. Good for right. him. Um, yeah.
0: The,
1: right. The, the whole yeah, the, roll call. All of them.
3: Uh, the, the weird parallel
0: universe version yeah, 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 of yeah. Cerritos. Yes. yes yeah. <laughs> like just
1: That was so amazing. good to see them all again. Just and one after the other, after the other. Like, how big of a deep breath did Jack Wade have to take to say all of those names I, I, in that I, I space don't know how many of
3: time? That took him. I want to right. ask him one day. Right.
0: Like, seriously. <laughs> um and, and I did like even the callback to the pilot. Of the series with that uh, the planet that, that was the first stop on yes. the race. Oh, yeah. I, I forget their yeah. names there, but they, they're from the
3: pilot episode. Like how great. they've Also, they show up a couple times, like in the background. Yeah. The little pig people you see them wander <laughs> by. And I'm like, oh, dude, you're, you're around. Yeah. That, it's good to know that's
0: that's they're still they kicking it. That's who they are. Yeah, indeed. yeah Cal- caledonians galadronians galadronians okay okay uh very good so, yeah okay, yeah there we go somebody said that in the chat thank you michelle um yeah because uh, caledonians i think we met in tng so there you go. i remember okay. that don't know uh chris <laughs> excellent to see you tonight if you got any parting shots share them now if not we'll jump over to paul
3: yeah, uh we can do this for everyone. Uh very excited that I now have the USS Sherman Oaks, which I think is the closest uh, to me. <laughs> it's probably yes. the closest to you, John, as well. Yes. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So everyone call out your favorite Cali class from the from the roll call.
0: Look, are we gonna get a, a USS Hollywood <laughs> um I was headed. <laughs> there's a Burbank. Yeah, I mean, I got at Sherman Oaks to that side. And there's a Culver City. There's a Culver City. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh David Takechi is already calling it for the t shirt Shokes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Get Love that shirt that. made.
0: Love that. Uh, and be careful. BC will do it. Um, he, and will, then, he will, uh, Yeah, Yeah, as I have my Zizek shirt in my office right now. I have mine uh, as well. Yes, nice.
1: <laughs> you got to uh, have Zizek's. If you know, you know.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Anaheim was in the list. I, I loved all of those showing the up. The West Covina
1: yeah. is the closest first San Gabriel Valley representing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Excellent. All right, Chris, a pleasure to see you tonight. Take care, my friend, and uh, we'll see you next time, okay?
3: All right. See you around. All right. Good Cheers. to see you. All
0: right. Take care. Uh, by the way, David in the chat saying, "Man, I thought that was a road, not a city." Zizix. Look, I, I'm going with <laughs> Zizix as the. It, it is a road, it, but if yes. I'm not mistaken, if I if I learned my Zizix history correctly, it is an area, it, it, even a definitely not a city. But but come on, no. it's, it's Zizix.
1: Like, there's so. nothing there, right?
0: No. But it's I've got never actually sign. taken the
1: exit. I just passed through.
0: One day I will take that exit and I will disappear into a vortex, never to be seen again, I'm sure. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: That's... Do it on the way home from do, Star okay, Trek Las Vegas, the then, back. not on the way over. <laughs>
0: Hey, look! On the way back from Star Trek Vegas, I feel like I almost did disappear into a uh, into a vortex because oh
1: well. It took this year we were hours. in one. It was called yeah. construction.
0: Yeah, it took thirteen hours to get home, and it should have taken it's four. Insane. Uh, by the way, Brian uh, in the chat says uh, Zizek's formerly Soda Springs is an unincorporated community in San Bernardino County. There we go. All See, right. Our listeners know they know. And Carlos Thanks, says, you all. "Carlos says there's a Zizik shirt." Yes, there is. And our very (laughs) own BC created it. And I'm sure that he or somebody will drop the link into this chat. Yeah. So we'll make sure that you uh, find out how to get your very own. Cool. Uh, Let us jump over to our next caller. He has been waiting patiently there with Tendi. So that's not so bad. You know, waiting with Tendi. Paul, good to see you.
5: Always great to see you too. Shar. it's great to see you. Good to see you. It's... um, what a fantastic episode! that so I I'm just going to limit it to, to three key points. We're going to start with these ships' names. I mean, the most important <laughs> ship name that was used and it's strictly to make sure we get more, more lower decks marketing is the van sitters.
0: I mean, <laughs> um, I, right. I, look, I I'm going to share. I, I had a, Oh, well, I, I can't bring it up on this computer. I, I texted and I, I, already knew the answer, but I was like, okay what class of ship do you have now? And he goes, I am your sovereign. Oh, I I mean, it's the sovereign. I mean, it's the sovereign class. Like, yeah, so (laughs) it's already gone to his head. We're, we're, We're pretty sure. Okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't.
5: It, I think it's going to bode well for marketing of lower decks. I think we're going to see more shorts, more standees. We'll probably we'll probably have a that class, you know, that ship in particular with a name, you know, across the top. Just oh sure, just, yeah. Mike is just brilliant in so many ways. I mean, yeah. uh, just to support his product and. <laughs> I, I'm just like, is this crass marketing or what? It's like, well, of course
0: it is.
1: There will be, in Star Trek.com <clears throat> the shop will just have a whole section for the bandstanders and all Earl, of its merch.
5: Earl, oh, it'll be good. next year's Christmas tree ornament. <laughs> of course it,
1: yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of that course. is too funny. Very okay, but, but the- hey, but, oh, Hang on, hang on. Before you go to point two, sorry to interrupt, uh, because we do mention this from time to time. Uh, those ships, like, I feel like every week I'm blown away by how good these things look. And I think it was Mike Mullen when he was here one time, or it might have been in the Discord chat, just saying there's this very fine line because they can achieve so much with animation. There's this fine line from making the hardware look almost too real and look almost too cinematic when you contrast that with the, the, the animation style of the characters, but there are shots particularly of Douglas station. And when the van sitter swooped in, you just go, wow, this is cinematic. It's beautiful. You really feel the dimension of those spaces and of those objects. I thought it was knockout. It was
5: yeah. And so totally good. Sticking with ships for just a little bit. The, mm-hmm. um, I remember the, the, Future ship in dis- discovery was unique because it was asymmetrical and mm-hmm. we already are seeing an asymmetrical ship with Petra's. So it's sort of the precursor to yeah. what we see later in disco. I, it was. You know, a subtle point, but it, it wasn't like it was, you know, square or like a like a shuttle. It is absolutely asymmetrical with one only with only one warm um, warp drive, I think. That was my interpretation.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I really like the choice of colors on those different Cali class ships too. Oh, yeah. I thought that yeah. was like a nice, subtle thing there. Very cool. So anyway, onward uh, with point two. Point two You bad. know, yeah.
5: point two, and we've we've seen the uh, relatively interesting interaction between Shaxx and Ta'ana. Um, did anybody notice that she was carrying around a riding crop.
0: Yes, yes! I had that in my notes! <laughs> uh-huh.
5: Yeah, I, I, maybe maybe that's all we say.
1: <laughs> I think we leave I it mean, there.
0: Look, we can all put the pieces together. We know about her holodeck <laughs> simulations. We know those conversations with Shaxx. And she's just, look, if you give her a prop, make it a riding crop. <laughs> I love that so much. And I just, oh. I love... It, this is why I always watch with subtitles, because just clet, catching her saying, like, I didn't spend seven effing years on an Oberth-class <laughs> ship to get bumped <laughs> down to medic on a Starbase. Like, I, oh, man, so great. Oh,
5: yeah, brilliant brilliantly. Gillian, uh, right? Then, yeah. Gillian then uh, then Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When she was on the first time, uh, like either last year, last, sometime last year, she was yeah. on it. She was just amazing. And now I, she's just brilliant.
0: Just, we got to do it again. Uh, and- she
5: has got that character just down. Okay. So the last, the last controversial point, um, you know, not controversial, but mm-hmm. one that I'm sure Cherie will chime in on. And I'm very mm-hmm. interested uh, in Charlene's, <laughs> Charlene's level and Mr. Van Sitter's because, you know, Tendy <laughs> needs a friend. Um, we got to talk about Talyn showing up.
0: Yes. yes.
5: Um, to Lynn yeah. is was one of my favorites when she showed up, when she goes, uh, you know, um, live long and prosper, sir. You know, yeah. she gave that really <laughs> non-Vulcan kind of deal. Shar, we need to know who she's shipping.
2: <laughs> oh, oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are you shipping them?
5: I, I, I just inquire. I'm a little too old to worry about shipping, but uh. I'd love to hear the input from the youngsters of the crew. here. You right
0: You're never too old to ship. Okay. I can Never see it takes. happening. <laughs>
5: Ask my wife. Yeah. I don't know. I think-
0: <laughs> <laughs> happy belated birthday, by the way, to Michelle. Yeah.
5: Oh, happy birthday,
0: happy
2: Michelle. Birthday. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Because uh, yeah. I wonder, is is Jennifer out of the picture now entirely for Mariner? Because oh, yeah. Mariner's back, you think?
1: You know, yeah? I think things might be a little rocky for a while. But I don't know. I want to hold out hope that they're going to make it work. Just for a little bit longer. Okay. All they're, right, they're good for each other.
0: Okay, but, but a, and with the introduction of Tulen, do we no longer ship, or is that a misplaced ship of Tendy, 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 and Lin. Uh, Rutherford? T- the- Tendy Lynn, that's good. Tendy
1: Lynn. Lynn. Yeah.
5: Good. I, Oops, know, I
0: shipped.
1: Hmm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know. Rutherford, that's a really good question, too. Would yeah. he be interested? Would they be able to geek out on science and techie stuff? And would that be a good bonding thing? Or, like, personality wise, do opposites attract where Tendy and Talin right. might actually really be a good item?
5: Yeah. Mike, we want to know. Mike Questions,
1: questions.
5: Got to have, yeah, yeah. We just got to well, know.
0: Hey, look. If Mike has his way, though, remember we're only three seasons in to an eight season plan. So, well, yeah, I know. So I hope. I hope that's a big arc. And yeah, I hope it we're
1: still in rising action. Then
0: we are. That's exactly. good. Exactly. Uh, uh, by the way, Paul Wright saying uh, he's always he's always like ten deferred. So <laughs> I do like you know, that.
1: I love them but as a platonic friendship. I think it's great to show that. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. have to romantically ship everything. No, couple. it's
5: true.
0: It's true. Yep. Yep. Very good.
5: And I uh, think we've the- I think we've pointed out that Boimler is you know, he's been surrounded by very attractive females in various episodes with zero (laughs) interest, so we think he's out of the picture. We're not sure what's going on there.
0: uh, something else, for sure. I think
1: he wants to be single.
0: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I need to share this comment. Matthew Kamegi says, uh, this is just sort of general comment about the overall uh, story arc here, and tying in a little bit of uh, Picard here, too. Now that Q's passed into the great beyond, Badgie will antagonize Seasons 3 Picard. The Stranger (laughs) World's crossover is just a red herring, and the Dominion War didn't actually happen. (laughs) So, there we go. Matthew just bringing it all home. Matthew should
5: call in. I challenge Matthew to call in, is, is what he should do.
0: Yeah, I think you yeah. should. Yes, oh, that's should. Yeah. it's
1: brilliant. Yes, please share more. I, I want to subscribe it. to that newsletter. <laughs> right.
5: And with that, I'm passing it on to our 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 you know showman of the year, Alan. And uh, we're not sure if he has songs tonight, but hey, he's got the crew with him. So we're enjoy. not
0: sure. We're not sure, but you and Alan and everybody else is going to have to wait because <gasps> it's the bottom of the hour and it's time to do just you know crass. Okay ugly capitalism at the bottom of the hour
5: yeah. all right i'll that's go what we away. have to do all right
0: man take care paul we'll see you next time take care paul all right so i called it it is the bottom of the hour it is that time to share a few words about patreon it has been hopping so much char and i'm so glad that you're a part of the the uh the community that's there uh of course norm Earl, people like Paul, Alan, who you'll see in a moment, Heather, who is in our chat, Paul, Paul right now saying Paul Wright, other Paul saying Patreon Discord, and Heather saying <laughs> it's her favorite part of the show. Well, thank we you We have both. all the Pauls. We do, we do. Here's the thing. We pitch Patreon because obviously we need, we want to keep the show going, and we want to keep the show growing so we can do more cool stuff. And yes, you get early access to our shows. And yes, you get things like swag, like an exclusive Mission Log sticker or coffee coffee cup or t shirt, depending on your support tier. But honestly, thank you so much to everybody who has made Discord the living, breathing heart and soul of what we do at Mission Log. I honestly, I, social media has gotten nuts and there's a lot of <laughs> ugliness and there's a lot of, uh, uh, disruption now in the social media spheres and the beauty yeah. of what we get. get yeah. Yeah. You, you might say, you know, some uh, things have
1: been happening. If you're paying attention, I yeah,
0: mean just, a, just little a little bit, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, but the beauty of what we get to do in discord is have these thoughtful, curated, friendly conversations about Any number of topics, particularly with our fandom, but really anything. We just added a a Disney channel there the other day. And of course, I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of our Epicureanism channel. Come join (laughs) me there too. Um, and we have been adding live shows exclusively in Discord, which I love every Thursday. Norman and I talk about that week's episode of Mission Log with all of you. And when I say live chat, I don't mean texting. I mean, we're there, video, audio, having a conversation. You with us, us with you. And we've added Twilight Zone to that. We've added Babylon 5. Stargate Sundays is coming back after the run of Prodigy. We've got Orville Chat on Wednesdays. We also have another great one led by Paul Harveth, Con Tiki, where people yes. get to come in and chat about real-world meetups, get-togethers, conventions, etc. All right. I've been going on entirely <laughs> too long about it, my point is. You should join us, and you can join us for as little as a dollar a month. Pick the support tier that fits you, and I really hope that we get to see you in Discord because that conversation is going 24-7, and honestly, it's the best quality conversation that I get to engage in every week, uh, with the exception of this. Yeah, well, (laughs) yeah, yeah,
1: this is is pretty pretty good. good.
0: Yeah, right. This
1: this is what carries us over from week to week in between the times that we get to do this. Yeah. Can I make a confession about our Discord? Please. It's my favorite place on the internet right now. And it has increasingly become more and more a part of my day. But especially with all the disruption in social media and who knows what's going to happen even tomorrow. (laughs) 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 You know, Discord is sane. And we do have good discussions there. It's everything that social media is not right now. And that's a breath of fresh air. And it's good people. Love all of you. And we are growing like crazy. It's cool to see all this new stuff, to be a part of it. It's just really turned into this thriving community. And it's been so much fun to be a part of it, but to also watch it happen.
0: Fabulous. Thank you so much for that. I, I love hearing that. And thank you to everybody who keeps it humming. It's That true. means all of you. And you can join us at patreon.com slash mission log. That's your key to get into the mission log discord. By the way, so cool seeing people chime in in the chat saying like people like Heather agree. <laughs> She's a big part of that community there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jane loves the live chats. We're getting a, a high five from Heather. And, uh, it's just, it, it's awesome. And, and also a we love you too, Shar. Because oh, that is I love you true. too,
1: Heather. Ah, there Thank you. you. Go. All right. <laughs> so
0: you know what to do. Patreon.com slash mission log. And now on with the show and on to somebody who does keep things running over there at Discord. One of our moderators, in fact, quite a good guy. And that is Alan, also known as the meme king. Alan, how you doing yeah. tonight?
1: <laughs> Hello, <laughs> sir.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah we got to keep. Got to keep the Discord in line. Yeah. yeah it's, exactly. It's Keeping us
1: entertained.
4: Job, it's a hard job, but somebody's got to do it. And, you know, hey, right. I mean, you know, what? where, where are you going to go for uh, social media content that isn't, you know, run by a crazy person? So,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. Well, there you go. Allegedly.
4: Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, right. Crazy
1: right. good over on Artist.
0: Crazy good. Say oh, that.
4: Yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, what's happening with you tonight, Alan?
4: Oh well, it's you know just uh, just a uh, love the the finale, uh, just a wonderful end to a love uh, fantastic season. Love how uh, I think you guys have been talking about it thus far with the other guests, but how everything is sort of tied in together throughout the course of the season. Um, not just the Buen Amigo, uh bits, which you know again I. I want to say that I called it, but I didn't actually call it. So shame (laughs) on me. Um, But I mean, I feel like even going back to the uh, glowy dream uh, ball episode, where we Mm. find out that the Cerritos lower deckers are kind of aspirational (laughs) for their, for their, uh, for their uh, contemporaries. I think, you know, and you know, if you're a Cali class, when Mariner calls, you know you answer. You answer, yeah. yeah. Family yeah. sticking
1: together,
0: Families. Right. right.
1: <laughs> like they might not always get along, but it's that thing where, like, you know, in your family, you can make fun of your brothers and s- your sisters and your relatives, but if somebody else does it, like the Texas class, you go oh, get them. No,
4: yeah, yeah, you don't want. Yeah, them. they're yeah, they're the, uh, <laughs> the 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 rich kid who's going to shut down your summer camp.
0: right? Yes. 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 Um, I I, I love that. And maybe it's just my perception, but I, I also feel like as this show has matured a bit and they really like end of season one, they just decided to go for it and have a big dramatic story with a dramatic ending. And I think that really paid off. Here we are at the end of season three, and I feel like they have spent the time laying the groundwork for these big moments that have meaning that they have, you know, character impact. And they haven't done the things lately that used to drive me nuts with lower decks, which is doing the list jokes or doing the joke and then pointing at the joke to make sure that you got it. Even when they do, I feel like there are moments here that made me laugh out loud because they hit it in the right tone. When you see yeah. that montage of everybody getting ready for the big mission, and you cut to Ransom and he's doing the chair demonstration, it's like. <laughs> and here's the thing: he doesn't yes. have to call it the Riker maneuver. He doesn't. All he has to do is say, "You command that chair." It's perfect, <laughs> right. and you get out of the scene, and it's great. Yeah, hell
1: yeah. Yeah, we know. I think Lower Decks is standing on its own two feet this season. That was the big evolution that i'm getting out of this season is it still yeah. makes a lot of the self-referential jokes to other things in trek because of course that's a big part of lower decks and we love that in fact i'm wearing the uh the phoenix titmouse shirt from week one nice. from the nice. season i'm yeah gotta go Very ride the cool. phoenix gotta go to bozeman and yeah so I completely lost my train of thought here. One moment, hold, oh, please. <laughs> well, uh, you,
0: you gather your thought, but I was going to share a couple of thoughts here from the chat. Uh, oh, please By the do. way, we, we did ask Matthew to call in. He says, I peeked into the Zoom, but I was a touch late. The queue was pretty packed, and I am... <clears throat> Technically at work. <laughs> so, oh. uh, okay. So, no, no problem. You're off, the, you're off the hook at the moment. David Takechi chime in saying, they say three seasons into a show, it hits the sweet spot. I say this one did. And it's an indication the show will be on for a long time now. Eight seasons, at least maybe even 10. I hope you're right. I absolutely <laughs> hope you're right. Yes. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I want the show to go on as long as it possibly can, as long as Mike McMahon wants to do it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Uh, And and, and I really like this Dave Taylor saying, "What's great is that the events of Lower Decks has an influence on the rest of Trek." Yeah. That's a really cool thing to see because I I feel like before Lower Decks went on the air, there was a lot of this negativity. Just thinking, like, oh, well, it's the comedy show and it's a cartoon. We can't take it seriously. Then we realize like, oh, wait, but they're doing, char- or they're doing stories that are driven by character. Yes, it's funny, but they are really staking their claim and saying like, no, we are absolutely 100% in this universe. And it's not just a reference saying Kirk did this thing. It's that <laughs> we are interacting in spaces of this universe. So yes. I, yeah. I love that. Actually, I had to go up to the timeline on our wall. That we, we've got somewhere and it has like the dates carved out of when the shows were produced, but then when the shows take place. And it's kind of cool cool. because you see Voyager take place starting at the beginning of the universe because, of course, (laughs) at at one episode they're there, right? Oh, this is true. Yeah. And you see far future episodes into the 31st century where uh, Discovery is, 30th century, 31st, something like that. Yeah. But then you've got this little slice of Lower Decks that's just like a handful of years after the end of Voyager. And you go like, okay, cool. We know
4: exactly where we are. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds
1: me of what I was thinking, but go ahead,
4: Alan. Oh, no. I was going to say it's like it's lower decks, then Prodigy, then Picard. Is that, do I have it right?
0: Uh, That is absolutely correct. Yeah. Oh, hey. Yep. Yep. I win. Yeah, Lower yeah. Decks and Prodigy only only off by, by three years, I think. It's just a, mm-hmm. yeah, a very, really very close. short. Yeah, so they could potentially overlap. You never know. Yeah, who knows?
1: yeah if Lower Decks goes on long enough, you never know.
4: On a long enough timeline. <laughs> yeah. Char, what were you so, thinking? Yeah.
1: yeah, so, okay, the third season not only was... Is Lower Decks kind of standing on its own two feet, and it is doing all these the self referential things in the Trek universe, but it's telling its own self referential stories within the Lower Decks universe now because it has enough mm-hmm. to build up on that, which yes. is a really cool thing to
4: see. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that, and we get it. Well, That's a nice thing too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: Well, and and season three, yes, but thirty ish episodes. You know, if this were TNG, we'd be at uh, elementary my dear data or something yeah yeah, yeah right maybe. around there yeah so i mean <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they're they're doing a, so much more with not even you know shorter episodes but shorter seasons and still being you know it, it just feels it just feels great um you were talking i will say you were talking about um uh body counts before and i i'll Wrap things up because I know we've got other people on on deck. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, with it was awesome to see all of the uh, the Cali class ships there. Uh, however, as uh, someone of vaguely Nordic descent, um, I, I will have to pour one out for the Solvang who we lost in season one.
0: Oh, oh! my god, that's right! Yeah. Oh. Good call. Yeah, yeah. I'll but, uh, uh, uh... I'll tell you my Solvang story when I see you. But yes, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh
4: sure, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but yeah, uh, but yeah. Just just to see all those ships together, to you know, doing the Lord's work of blowing up a Texas ship.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's only fair that it's a California class doing that.
0: Oh my God! Yeah, Yeah.
4: Tupac's. Playing in the background in my mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not lost. Welcome to the
4: wild, wild west.
0: <laughs> yes, nice.
2: California. All right, Alan. Thank
0: yeah. you so much. Great Have to a see good you. By, by the way, who was it in the chat here that said? Uh, oh, it's uh, Paul saying Alan's internet is working great tonight.
4: So, hey, yeah,
0: absolutely correct. So Yeah, uh, I think, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's I think it's the fact that there's only like three of us trying to talk instead of fifteen, maybe. True, true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so all right, man. Take care. Have a great night. Yes. And, uh we'll see you next time. All right.
4: Have good a good one.
0: All right. Bye. Hey, uh, before we move on, something that I did not mention is about next week's live show. Uh, We, uh, everybody, stick around and spread the word because next week, Brad Winters, who is co-producer of Lower Decks, will be our guest. So we're talking about getting that kind of big picture look at the whole thing. Um, you will definitely want to tune in and hear what Brad has to say. So come back next nice. week, seven o'clock, same time Monday night, and uh, say hi to Brad. He's very cool. So um awesome. And before we have on our, I think Shuri is our last caller tonight. I wanted to like go through some notes with you as well, because of course we take our own notes before we do the show, and sometimes nope. we get to them, sometimes sure we do. don't. Little details that I absolutely loved the M5 computer interface on Buenamigo's desk. <laughs> that, I thought, was so great. Such a perfect nod to, well, of course, is AI gone bad. Of course, of course. the computer is going to try to destroy everything. He just decided, like, yeah, maybe this guy didn't get it right 100 years ago, but my version will be fine. Right. You know? <laughs> love, love, love that. Um, I also love the idea of calling out Ochmenic uh, 9, Captain Freeman says, is one of those Brigadoon-like planets. Uh, right. Because- <laughs> It's just one of many. I'm sure well, that they're just the universe is lousy with them. That's yeah.
1: the question I had is how many of these planets are there just hanging out there, phasing in and out? I know. We have yeah. a count.
0: Yeah, I know. They just I, they seem to be a pretty common thing. That might be day two at the Academy. You learn that that's a thing <laughs> counter.
1: You have to memorize you
0: know? the whole list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um also, I love it. Just another tiny moment that I'm so glad that we watch these over and over and and check out the subtitles. The little victory run that Shax does when he's running to the warp core <laughs> and he's so excited. There's yes. people in the hallway high fiving him and everything. My favorite Aww. line from that: I love Kayshan anyway, and they don't overplay him. <laughs> he just he's like he sees it pretty sexy. This is like the uh, uh, Arnok on the night of his joining. <laughs> He was very down with this. Oh, my
2: gosh.
1: Speaking of earned moments, wow. Yes. Yes. One, it actually happened. Yes. And it was amazing. We've been waiting three seasons for this, but I also love that it was Boimler. Or is it Bold Boimler? This is another question I have.
0: Is it still Bold
1: Boimler? Or has he come to some sort of peace with that where it's like, I know when to take risks a little more now, Boimler, and I'm not always going to play it safe, Boimler? I don't know.
0: Interesting. Now. Interesting. Yeah.
1: But I yeah. mean, the fact that he stood up on the bridge and it's like stood up to the camera. Told captain, everybody to shut up. Yeah. 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 That's pretty bold, especially for poems. But yeah. he definitely redeemed himself in that moment. He's one of the bears now.
0: Uh-huh. And that, and that oh, was, bears. That was lovely. And he called it his bridge buddy.
1: I yeah. was great.
0: And then oh. they're the bears. It was so, adorable. Come
1: on. Oh, yeah. how can you not love that?
0: Ah, so sweet. All right. Well, let's bring it home with Sheree, our final caller tonight. Sheree, right. great to see you. Welcome to the show. And hey. uh, what's on your mind tonight?
2: Well, I I love the episode as a whole. Like, I, mm. I love, uh, I, it gave me all the good feels. I did also love the Tamarian like, Arnock on the night of his joining. That was great. I love oh all the God. random Tamarian that they throw in. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um I I do have a negative though they never they never addressed the plot hole and I I feel like they've just forgotten about it the, I lay, the, lay it on us Okay, yeah, yeah do first, tell the yeah. first episode it was when I asked the director about um which you you kindly asked him for me um uh, the first episode of lower deck they say that as of two weeks ago Rutherford is cybernetically enhanced however yeah. these memories are from 10 years ago Hmm. And yeah. he clearly got the enhancement because um uh Buenamigo was in like a next gen uniform. He clearly got the enhancement ten years ago. Yeah. So So
1: how I much of Rutherford's memory was erased.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that I wonder, like, is that a fault or a reset or some sort of obfuscation that was intentional?
2: Right. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'd love it if they like addressed it later. I just have a like bad feeling that maybe it's just a plot hole and it's just a mistake. You know, people make mistakes. It's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I then, don't that's know. a good point. But they they did establish something, and I wonder if that was something that got. Changed later because it fit the story that they wanted to tell, or mm-hmm. it, it, in, in their minds, they just sort of retcon it. Or from the beginning, did they think, Oh, no, 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 we'll do this intentionally to throw things off? Mm-hmm. So maybe I mean, yeah.
2: I could see that, like, you know, they could be like, Well, he just thought that he was enhanced two weeks ago, and they just met him two weeks ago, so they would have just believe whatever he's told them. But sure, mm-hmm. they just kind of never address it. And I'm just also surprised that, like, I mean, I know I can be sometimes an overly literal person it's probably why i relate to data so much (laughs) (laughs) but i just i'm surprised i'm the only one who seems to have noticed Maybe I've just watched Lower Decks so many times that I've watched the first episode <laughs> so many times. No, that I, they said two weeks! They said two weeks! No,
0: I, I think that's great. And, you know, mistakes do get by in television. It's but not, not going
2: to be the first plot hole if it is. No, <laughs> it is no, but, but I would no. also
0: say that for a show like Star Trek, and particularly for a show like Lower Decks... So much is intentional, though, mm-hmm. but, and yes. particularly in animation, it has to be, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. you, you have these bizarre production schedules. Um, uh, Chris Riker threw out a question here, uh, based partly on us trying to parse the, the age and how much time is in between. Chris says, how old is Rutherford? They all act like early 20 somethings. I had the impression, especially from that episode where we got to meet young Rutherford, that he was probably in his late 20s. So 10 years ago, he might have been 18, 19, maybe he's a bit of a child prodigy, could have been 16, 17. Um, But that was my feeling and and that that would be okay that you could still be, you know, a young crewman, a young enlisted and be pushing 30. You know, um, yeah, it's not out of the things. realm
1: of doubt,
0: yeah, yeah. So
1: that's the impression I got too. Is I don't know, it, it's a little murky when you consider Mariner and where all the places she's been, but then she has a, yeah. a, a like, a, a, she's got a she's got marks on her record, and there's things in her past that have probably held her back, but yeah, again, maybe this is another question that maybe we should get answered down the line. And regarding Rutherford, I have a theory that I need Ooh, to share, bring it. which is that. Rutherford's story is one of the stories, maybe, or the story that's going to span the entire length of the show, the whole duration, from start to finish. We've wondered what has been going on with this guy, and we're just, we've got, like, for as many answers as we have now, we still have questions, so it might not be over. That's my thought.
2: I will Uh say I loved the ending where he's just like, he's like, um, this, uh, about his in plan, he's like, it's... It changed everything that I am, and it was involved in terrible crime. Right.
0: But look at all the cool in- <laughs> I
1: Yes, <know. laughs> I love how the spotlight that, just sinks in as he says all of the dark, horrible yes. things. But I love it. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, that that and that's sort of part of the programming, right? It's like he can never <laughs> go too negative. That programming just right. snaps him back. You know, <laughs> it I, does. I love that. Um, I want to throw just sort of like a a general thought out here, and this kind of dips into the morals, meanings, messages. Maybe we can do that in our last few minutes here of the show. Yeah. This episode to me, uh, I mean, there's so many things that made it great, and I feel like Again, like I said before, there's a lot of payoff to character moments. There's great payoff to plot moments. I was definitely satisfied with the reveal of Guanamigo Amigo being behind Rutherford's implant and what that actually led up to. I'm glad it didn't take 30 episodes to get there. I'm glad that they they introduced it. And then here at the end of the season, we got the payoff for it. So the timing was perfectly good on that. Um, But I also liked how... You know, we're talking about 22 minute episodes, 22 minutes of content, actual original content in these episodes. So there's a lot of efficiency in that storytelling. And what we got out of it, so we got a direct sequel to what was happening prior in Lower Decks because, we, you know, we just had the incident with the Breen. We just had all that big reveal with uh, with Rutherford. So I thought all of that played out very well. And what I loved is that this played, I I mentioned the M5 computer, that this played so nicely with other Trek episodes about AI in general, just the, the sort of uneasy relationship sometimes that Star Trek has with technology, even though it's a technologically advanced world that we're in, there are always episodes that come along and say, oh, but not too far. Oh, but make sure you don't let this technology get out of hand. You still need that human element. You still need to act with compassion and with thoughtfulness in whatever you do. Um, and yeah. I also really like it, it wasn't necessarily a central theme but it's unmistakable that there is this conversation in the episode about the validity and the importance of putting humans into space, people into space, as opposed to just leaving it all up to robots with AI minds.
1: Yes, that is one of my morals and messages. (laughs)
0: It is, it is. Okay, good. Yeah, AI
1: can't replace everything. And especially for a second contact mission, AI doesn't know what sort of questions to be asking, like how are things going, taking note of maybe some things that may or may may not be good. Really reading the room, I'm sorry, AI is good, but probably not that good if it's not even scanning yeah. for sentient life. It's only as good as the programmer. Right. So e- yeah, you definitely want that, at Least, if not human, at least organic being touch when yeah. you're doing that sort of a thing.
0: Or, Or I wondered in a case like that, does the AI just sort of skip past the possibility that there's organic life there. You know, does the AI sort of get there and because it was programmed by one amigo and because he might be a guy who takes shortcuts, does it sort of look at it and assess and the intelligence part of it just says like, uh, it's probably nothing important. We'll still build here. <laughs> we'll still, <laughs> you know, unleash Genesis if we completely have Completely
1: overlooks it. Sure, sure. But then, Does it that have is, to that's to be again proving. Lifeless.
0: Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. There can't right. be so
1: much as a microbe or the show's right. off.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: You need attendee to stop everything and check because yeah. it is
0: important. I do like that. Uh, Some interesting comments, by the way, that we're getting here. So Dave Ketchy says, I'd like to see a one-hour Lower Decks holiday special, kind of like what Downton Abbey always
2: did. (laughs) (laughs) that that be fun?
0: I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, You know the
1: actors would be down for it, too.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, Chris says they could always celebrate Life Day. So Hmm. they could. They could if they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave says, uh, other Dave says, AI has a lot of potential. Planetary contact, not one of them. And then Jane Jane chimes in with, we all need the human touch. And I totally agree. And that's, I feel like, just one of the guiding principles of Star Trek for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, AI can do a lot of cool things. Like, I think you could have a Texas class ship, be really good for something like a routine supply drop-off. You don't necessarily Mm -hmm. need humans to be doing an automated task like that. Or how about in battle? Obviously, these ships are really good in battle and you're not losing lives. You're losing resources and equipment. True,
0: true, though I think the the problem is that an AI ship can't negotiate itself out of battle. That is a very good
1: point. That's the key part.
0: (laughs) That's the Star Trek element that we'd be missing from that. So what we need are
1: the Nintendo pilots who are controlling them and stepping in when it's time to do the negotiations. Is that what we're talking about?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what you need. Uh, By the way, BC saying Star Trek never did Christmas episodes is very true, but we do know that, uh, you know, Kirk likes to hit those Christmas parties, (laughs) you know.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, is Star Trek Generations a Christmas movie, in your opinion?
0: Ooh, it's such a good scene. It's such a good Christmas scene.
1: And it came out right around around holiday time.
0: Yeah, like late November. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, yeah,
2: maybe it New is. New World uh, mentioned Christmas as well. La um, La right. said that the ship was like Christmas when everyone was gone. Oh, that's <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> that's
0: right, sure did. Yeah, but but no talks of uh, Christmas party in the science lab getting freaky. No, nothing like that. <laughs> okay, just wanted to make sure. All right. Well, as we come up toward the end of the show, so we got a couple minutes left. Sheree, any other thoughts, comments? Uh, well,
2: uh, yeah. I did want to say um, I almost missed the in credit scene for the like the the last episode because I don't really expect Lower Decks to have an in credit scene, so I don't really watch it. Also, the streaming network doesn't really encourage you to watch an in credit scene. Right? It, like, goes box. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's true. I was watching a a fan review, and they mentioned it, and I was like, oh, I went back and watched it. Are are you guys excited for the return of Badgie?
4: (laughs) Yes!
0: Badgie is wonderful. It's such a twisted, brilliant idea. (laughs) So, yes. Yeah, I was thinking there
1: was not enough Badgie this season, and then... Look at what happened.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if you're going to uh, get together with like Peanut Hamper and Agabus and they're going to form an AI-like.
1: <laughs> it <laughs> an could happen, right? Do you suppose yeah. Badgie might rescue Peanut Hamper and we have this massive, super intelligent computer <laughs> to, like, take over somewhere? I mean, this could get dangerous really fast. It's
0: one of the interesting things about doing a show like this. and. I know that there's so much of it that Mike has already thought through, but then, you know, you get the first season out there when people are watching it. They're already producing season two, so they can't just turn on a dime and do something else. But now that a couple of seasons been out there, now that we're at the end of season three, surely they must go back and go, "Ooh, you know what? People really love how twisted Badgie is. (laughs) We need to get that guy back in here somehow. That might be a thing. Um, Maybe. Since we're talking about holidays – and and this came up a little bit in here uh in the chat. Uh by the way, Heather mentioning that uh Ken watches Wrath of Khan at Christmas. Yes, that is his Christmas movie. Um let's see, Paul says Christmas only happened in the Nexus. However, however, I have just watched an episode of Voyager where there is a Christmas tree. So you know, so. somebody had it in mind at some point. <laughs> Jane says, wasn't there something about turkey dinner on TOS? And yes, that was in Charlie X, but it was the uh, meatloafs. And then the uh, the chef calls up to Kirk and says, somebody's turned them into actual turkeys. So uh, huh. yeah, that was the, uh, the Thanksgiving episode of uh, Star Trek, the original series. So uh, <laughs> that's great. And by the way, a- as we sign off, Jane saying the Mission Log live chat is filled with the most interesting comments and wonderfully smart and funny people <laughs> glad I could stay awake um thank you for saying that and thank you to all the people in the chat who are definitely smart and making us sound good because yeah. <laughs> so, we need yeah. that we yeah, need all definitely. We yeah so Jane thank you very much all the callers and Cherie thank you very much for uh, hanging out with us tonight live long and prosper yourself take care have a good one Shar, any uh last comments or thoughts or wrap up before we say goodnight?
1: Man, I know we're out of time, but I we didn't even get a chance really to talk about Mariner and how much she has grown up over the course of this season, I think. Right. It, like, you know, it yeah it,
0: it took three seasons, but I that <laughs> ending it felt heartfelt it felt oh, real man.
1: like really yeah. she is so much more emotionally intelligent than she was when we met her in season 1 she is much more forgiving and understanding of like what's going on what what are people doing and why are they doing it but then she also knows now that the grass isn't necessarily greener on the civilian side and has come back refocused and ready to go to work she knows now where she belongs and i think we're going to see a very different mariner going forward i'm very excited about that
0: I think you're not wrong. Well, it was a very cool way to end the season, and I look forward to our chats, our our upcoming chats, and I look forward to our next Mission Log Live, where we'll have Brad Winters, so make sure you come around for that. And with that, Mission Log Live is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, technical production on Mission Log and Mission Log Live by the incalculable Earl Green. Be sure to visit podcast.roddenberry.com for the latest from Roddenberry Podcasts. If you'd like to support us directly do so at patreon.com slash mission log that's also how you can join the mission log discord thank you charlene schmidt for co-hosting with me this week and thank you uh, john champion that well, it, it, this is it this is our, our finale of lower decks oh, except for man. our interview next week but that's okay we you know can what? find yeah what
1: there's only one more thing to do to sign off What's that? You know, lower decks, lower,
0: lower decks, 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 lower decks, lower decks, decks, lower decks, decks, decks lower decks. decks. <laughs> and make sure you follow us at youtube.com dot slash entertainment and podcast.roddenberry.com. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great
2: podcasts, visit podcast.